Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, your Star Wars podcast for us super fans and those normally forced to listen. However, today's not that day because we have got a whole bunch of people lined up ready to talk about some Star Wars and parenting. Get ready, it's time to drink up! Hello there, everyone, and welcome to Pink Milk. I am your host, Brian. Normally, my better half and your better host, Thomas, is here with me. However, today is not that day because he's taken a vacay from the pod K. We've been so, so busy with our three kids. They're all in sports now. And uh, I guess not Jack. Jack isn't in a sport right now. But the other two have started flag football and soccer again. So we've got lots of practices and games and honestly... We're two full-time working people trying to raise our boys, and finding the time is just a struggle. If you've got kids, you know the struggle is real. So he'll be back in probably two weeks because this episode is going to be into two parts, just like last week with uh, our friend Chase. Thanks again, Chase, for that really, really amazing conversation. I appreciate it so much, and thank you to everyone who reached out to uh, both of us, actually with some really nice words and some great feedback and some positive positiveness uh, regarding everything we spoke about there together. So that was, that was really, really great. Uh, also, thank you for the new subscribers on YouTube. If you haven't done that yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We really are trying to grow that over there. And um, if you haven't tuned in for a live stream, try to make it happen. We are on every Friday at 930 Eastern time. It's a whole lot of fun even if you can only hang out for like five ten minutes and say hello please do that it's a really really great time and uh, i'm very very fortunate to share a space with not only my great co-host but everyone in the steam room as well uh, a couple other little housekeeping things we are growing a lot uh still i don't know how after two and a half years of doing this how we're still growing but we are so thank you for all of that um if you haven't done so yet please leave us a review on both uh, apple and spotify apple in particular that's where most of our downloads come from and uh if you can i'd really 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 appreciate a written review that would be fantastic i do like to read them from time to time on here i think i've read all of the ones we've got so far but it really helps us grow the show because the more reviews and likes that we get the more interactions our show has the more likely apple is to suggest it to other people who listen to star wars podcasts or lgbtq shows or any after show because uh yeah that's what we do and on really really Good news, I'm very excited to say this. If you listen to our show on Good Pods, it's a really great app that just kind of cultivates a bunch of different podcasts. Um, they do a lot of stuff for indie podcasters, which is always nice to have that kind of support because, you know, most of us are sitting here in our bedrooms or home offices cranking this stuff out and going to YouTube every other day to learn how to do something new when something goes wrong. We don't have producers and all that stuff to try to... Uh, make our show sound as great as as we all try to get them to do 
But uh, so Good Pods is a really great spot for that. And um, we're doing pretty well on their charts. I got to say, I'm very, very excited. We are number five in all of the top 100 indie after shows charts amazing number eight and the 100 top 100 after shows chart and uh number 67 in the top 100 of all tv and film charts i mean come on now that's rad so again thank you for listening and i really i can't say it enough your support means everything we appreciate it especially because we do a lot of talks like this that are not your typical star wars podcast but um unlike those other podcasts which are also great we get it to dive into deeper stuff like parenting and how it's influenced and how star wars has influenced us there so let's drink up and listen to that drink up Hello there, everyone. I am so excited to be sitting here with this amazing group of people to talk about something that we don't always get to talk a lot about on Star Wars Podcasts, even though so much of Star Wars is centered around this topic. And that topic is here parenting We're going to talk about being parents who love Star Wars and how Star Wars has uh, influenced us as parents. We're going to talk a little bit about social media and how that's influenced us as parents or will influence us all of those kinds of things that are centered around star wars discourse also maybe a little bit of a uh, a hot shade thrown here but let's also have some justice for uncle owen because um i've never lied i think uncle owen is a terrible parent so maybe we'll get some justice for him and uh obi-wan kenobi will maybe shed a uh, a more positive light on that person what do you think what do you think anyways let's get into this and start meeting uh the parents that we're gonna be hanging out with first up you know her you love her she's our shipper queen all ships are valid all of them all of them here we go who are you i love brian you're amazing okay so my name is M, and i uh Ryan's Grief co-host uh, Pink Milk After Dark. At Friday, we live stream and we talk about Star Wars clearly. I'm a mom of a nerd six-year-old. We live in Montreal, Canada. That's who I am. Um, I am Nick. I'm the host of Podcast of the Wills. I'm the podcast that treats Star Wars like a sacred text. We dig into the movies. We do what we call canon studies. We break them up. 20 minutes or so at a time and we treat it like a bible study but instead of the bible we use star wars and we talk about inspiration literal interpretation practical application all the different ways that we can dig into star wars and get even more out of that fruit that we keep squeezing over and over again looking for other things to talk about Um, i am also a father i'm a father of four daughters i have twins that will be 14 in may i have a one that will be 10 in July, and I have a five-year-old turning six in like three days. So um, between my wife, my four daughters, and my dog, who is also a female, I am hopelessly outnumbered, but I would not trade it for the world. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm a co-host on Blast Points podcast. 
Uh, I am the father of a soon-to-be 13-year-old girl. Her birthday is St. Patrick's Day, uh, so next week. And yeah, it's Star Wars and being a parent just go hand in hand. And just it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, the movies keep resonating more and more, uh, especially, yeah, being a parent. And I can't wait to talk to everybody about this. Good morning, everyone. I'm Kerwin Yard. Uh, my son, Keith, and I host Father and Son, a Star Wars podcast. We started the podcast uh, almost a year ago. We're coming up to our one-year anniversary. Um, it's just something my son and I love to share uh, and love to talk about. And it started with The Mandalorian in uh, 2019, and we've just been talking about it ever since. And my beautiful wife, Tanya, came up with the idea of creating a podcast because, you know, they thought maybe people didn't hear what we have to say. So here we are, you know, one year later. So I, I, I am a father of two boys. Keith is my oldest. He's 10 and Maceo is nine years old. Um, so we're, I'm just thankful that you invited me here. And I'm looking forward to the conversation. No, thank you for your podcast that I can sit and watch with my youngest son who also loves Star Wars because there's another kid there on his level that understands it and loves it. So thank you. Hey everyone. I am just surrounded by incredible parents and podcasters. It's just awesome. So, um, wow. So if you don't know, I am Becca Benjamin. I am co-host, uh, with Tarkin Stop Shelf with Mark Suter and Kanata's Castle with Red Five Mom, who's always standing by. Um, also I'm, just partake in a plethora of Star Wars. I love to work with uh, Lucasfilm artist Steve Anderson and collaborate and come up with titles for his limited edition Star Wars art. Um, I'm a mother of three young adult. Um, I can't even call them children anymore. They're my children. But yeah, I've went through that stage. I'm in the other stage of parenting and also at this time in my life taking care of my elderly father. So I am in the mix of being still the dutiful daughter, reference to turning red, and also, um, you know, the ongoing motherhood, as always, because, you know, you never stop being a mom because the child will still come over, whether or not that they live with you and be like, I need something. And you just miraculously are supposed to have it. So anyway, I'm happy to be here because, yes, Star Wars does walk us through this journey of parenthood and life and family and found family. So and here we are. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you i am so glad you brought up turning red because we just watched it this weekend and there's a part at the beginning that um the mother says something about respecting your 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 parents because we made you or something something to that effect and uh my oldest son turns to tom and i and says um well you didn't make us so i guess you have no power over us <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know, maybe to some people that would uh, not be the most appropriate thing to say or share with your parents. But um, in this house, we stand some gay humor and a little bit of gay shade because the gays understand the shade. And um, my children have it regardless if they're queer or not. I don't know, but they're going to have it. So hopefully their future partners can can deal with that. But uh, I'm so excited. Des, tell us about yourself. Here. Hi, I'm Des. I'm one of the co-hosts over at, um, this is always fun to say, so if you think you thought it's cute to hear it, um, I'm one of the co-hosts over at 50 Minutes, 
Uh, we um, are a podcast that not only talk Star Wars, but we talk about the political world and the things that are happening and, um, um, you know, and truly showing that Star Wars is political. Um, if you look at the story and look at everything about it, there are so many political overtones that, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't, um, you know, you, you can't escape it. And for as um, I'm a parent to two uh, girls, um, one who is about to hit 18 and the other one, um, if she makes it, um, she will be 10 in September. Um, so, um, I, um, started a little later on. I wanted to be done by 30 having kids while well, I didn't start until I was, you know, partway through 30. So, um, it's interesting, um, seeing the dynamic between the two girls, but, um, for the love of Star Wars, I actually really thank my younger daughter for kind of having me dive back into Star Wars and not just kind of tip the toe in. Uh, we're talking full on. So it's interesting that, um, and it started with The Mandalorian, Kerwin, as you mentioned, that it was, uh, I started watching The Mandalorian. And now my oldest, it's funny, my almost 18-year-old loves Marvel, but hates Star Wars. And where my nine-year-old loves Star Wars uh, and hates Marvel. So, you know, how do you go to one and say, okay, well, mama likes this better. So, um, but anyway, so we really just started digging in and we started going through the movies and I had never watched the cartoons before. So because of my daughter, I started tearing into the Clone, War, Clone Wars cartoons and then it went into Rebels and then everything. And then it kind of led me to here, but, um, but it's been nice to have the shared experience with my one daughter who lives primarily in the house with me. Uh, my other one does not. And so, but to have this shared experience where, you know, I am the mama DeLorean and um, I, I wear that title very proudly. Um, I even have the, where is it? Somewhere in the background. I even have the helmet to prove it. It's sitting. Oh, okay. Fuck it. It's back. Oh, excuse me. Um, it's, it's back there. <laughs> I broke the cursing barrier. I knew that was going to happen. So anyway, so I'm the mama DeLorean. She is my Bugs Kenobi. And it has been just amazing to have the shared experience too. Um, we were talking about the Kenobi trailer. And as we're sitting there in our family room, I have my arms wrapped around her. And I just got so excited. I'm just squeezing and she's like, good Lord, come on. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm happy to be here. And um, it's, it's, it's such a great experience to be a parent and have someone to share. It really is. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And yes, I am here for Clone Wars anytime Clone Wars. So if Clone Wars is what brings anyone into Star Wars, I am here for it because they're going to know my Star Wars. Hello, my friend Maria. Hey, everybody. It's me, Maria. Um, I'm Ahsoka's mom and... Uh, I am the one of the hosts of Sisters with Sabers. Um, so Ahsoka is three years old, going on 43. Hi, say hi, everybody. Say hi. To hi. Oh, boy. Oh, hi. I know you can't hear them. That's because I got my headphones on. You want to hear them? What do you want to say? I want to say happy Valentine. But it's not Valentine. Hi. Okay. Ahsoka, I'm always here for Valentine's Day. It makes our hearts happy. <laughs> any any day. Thank you, baby Ahsoka. I also um, am a step-parent uh, to an 11-year-old boy named uh, TJ. Uh, and he is wonderful. 
Um, being a step parent is very challenging um, and also very rewarding. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that as we go through. Yes, yes, we will. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I'm Brian, as you already know, and uh, if you have not listened to our show before, my husband Tom and I have adopted three children through the foster system, and uh, we have an an eight, a nine, and a 12-year-old now. Uh, they all came to us uh, at different stages of their lives. Our youngest was four, and our oldest, and our first son was seven when he came, and then our middle child came last at six. So um, it's been an interesting journey. Some of it we lived right here on the podcast, and uh, you know, before we had children, before I thought I ever would or could have kids, I always kind of watched Star Wars through a queer lens, which is what we do a lot of here on Pink Milk. Again, if you listen, you know this. But uh, now, you know, the found family experience, especially that in The Mandalorian, really, really speaks to me as a parent of our very own found family. No one in this house shares any biology and uh, we're we're a family all the same, and I think that's something that we're learning with Dinjarin in a really beautiful and thoughtful and realistic way on the Mandalorian with with Din and Baby Grogu. I, I I've just, I've come to love and appreciate that show so very 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 much, and uh, I'm very appreciative of Star Wars as an early teacher to be a great parent because we've seen some of the worst parents in star wars we know what not to be like but we've also seen some really beautiful and amazing parents in star wars so we can you know learn how to be a great parent and a better parent with some of those other characters so uh let's hop into our our first little question here um and let's start with emma Question for you. How has Star Wars shaped you as a parent? And or do you have a favorite character that's really guided you to be the mother that you are now or the uh, mother that you want to be in the future to our beautiful little baby Silas? So, well, I mean, I've talked about this before on the show. So when I went to see The Force Awakens, I was just about to have my son. I was very pregnant and very emotional. So I think it really heightened the emotional experience watching the movie for me. And I think it also sort of paved the way for me for the sequel trilogy having a place in my life that it doesn't always have for other people in Star Wars fandom that they've talked about. Um, You know, because it really sort of hit me in my tender feelings. Um, I think, you know, being a Star Wars fan came very easily to me because of my experiences with my own mom, you know, having a mom who was a feminist and who was such a strong woman, um, it meant that it really spoke to me on a very personal level. And it also meant that when I was thinking about what I wanted to teach my own child, and how, like, how, what perspective I wanted to give him on the world. Like, it was really important to me that I'd be able to share Star Wars with him because that was the important work of parenting, I think. So, like, there isn't really specifically a character that I have related to, like, their parenting journey. Um, I mean, I, I talked in my one on one with you about how I felt about seeing Leia and seeing Leia struggle. About her relationship with Ben and, and question her choices 
for obvious reasons. And, um, <clears throat> and so like, that was really meaningful to me. Like, I, th I think that's really the closest that I've come to like feeling like my own parenting was influenced because it was like, it was very, this is a very strange perspective. And I know a lot of people won't find this very obvious, but, um, I found it very reassuring and comforting to see somebody that had struggled and failed with parenting, but who kept going. And so it was kind of like permission to not be perfect and permission to make mistakes because the stakes of parenting are so high and it's, it's very important to all of us. I'm like, I'm sure that I can speak for all of us when I say that, like, you know, one of the most important things in our life and to flourish and blossom and to cherish their gifts. Um, but you know, we can't control everything. And sometimes when you're parenting, you're confronted with the fact that unexpected things will happen. You know, sometimes you don't read your child's needs properly and you don't respond in an ideal way, but it's okay. Like it's okay to, it's okay for that to happen. It's okay for life to end, but we just have to keep going and just keep doing our best. So that's the message that I took from Star Wars. I love it every single time you share those kinds of stories, both on and off mic. I think um, you're so honest and brave in the way that you can and do talk about mistakes as a parent. I know I've texted you more than once when I've been frustrated and angry and probably feel like I said something I shouldn't have or said something that I should have, but in a way that I shouldn't have. And uh, I think when I talk to you, you just normalize it so much and, you know, remind me that parents are humans and, you know, sometimes we make mistakes. So I thank you for that. Jason, how about you? What is a character or how his stars in general helped shape you into the great papa that you are? It's it's funny because like before we started uh, talking, we were mentioning Turning Red and so many of us that have, have watched it this weekend, that's so much on our minds and it's such a beautiful movie speaking to children and parents simultaneously in that wonderful way that Pixar does. And it's like my, that's so much on my mind and that is crossing over with it. And Brian, I think I talked about it when I was on with you in the past. I did, the one thing that sticks out to me is uh in the mid 90s i was uh there was the week i was graduating from high school and i saw a marathon of all three of the original films back to back in the theater and it was really the first time that i had seen them real was i feel like it was the first time i really watched them after being a kid and the being at that stage of that age about 18 and uh, about to move out and go to college and the message of Luke forgiving Darth Vader, forgiving his father, um, of, you know, Darth Vader probably being the worst dad of all time in the history of the galaxy. But even with that, that moment of, I know there's good in you and I forgive you. Um, that really resonated with me when I was 18 um, of being, you know, a weird kid about to go off to art, what people imagined me to be in life and kind of coming into my own and being comfortable with that and kind of being like, you know, 
that was such an eye-opening thing for me and really set me on the star wars obsessed kind of level i am now but um and then that's still resonating in all of star wars after that with you know the prequel films of forgiveness and you know m like you were saying of you know the the greatest teacher failure is that when i saw the last jedi in the theater that part with luke and yoda just hit me right in the emotional core and i was sitting in the theater it was and it was the third time i saw it when it really sunk in for me and i'm sitting there in the theater just crying to myself and i'm like what is wrong with me you know like and then it was wasn't until afterwards where i was like why did this affect me so much and it's yeah and it's everything you were saying like we all try so hard to be you know to to be the luke and to be not be the darth vader and we all make mistakes and we forgive and that's part of being a child and it's also part of being a parent and it's this this circle that uh star wars just illustrates so beautifully so hopefully that made sense (laughs) yes it did my friend it did so you know i love that you brought up darth vader because i think there are so many things to that character that so many of us can take away with or or so many things to take from it uh very very different things you know in my in my specific situation i love to see luke and how he's able to redeem his father i think it's so beautiful because to my boys all of their bio parents are going to be their bio parents forever and always that doesn't take anything away from me or from tom but and because they're their bio parents they're always going to love them and they're always going to want to see the best in them at least i hope they want to see the best in them you know and, and you also brought up yoda and the and the line that yoda said in the last shot i didn't mean the same to me back then because I had only been a parent for a year. I was still underwater. I had no idea what I was doing. I had this little seven-year-old that I was just, you know, overwhelmed by, um, like I'm sure a lot of parents are at the beginning, and and all the challenges that come with that and the challenges that come with having a child who had had six years of life before they came to you. But now I can see it, and I see... some of the the ideas and the seeds that Tom I Tom and I have planted in him and watching him <laughs> teach those things to our other boys I just I appreciate it so much so thank you for bringing that character thank up you. um in that moment I think it's so amazing and so so great so Becca how about you same question that we've had with these uh, other beautiful folks and uh, after my little rambling here. Yeah, um, as everyone's talking about this question and relating their stories, my heart's beating really fast because this is something I really don't share. Um, not Those that are not close to me don't really know about this. There's a handful of really close Star Wars friends that know the story that my children and I have went through. So... Yeah, my kids, you know, they were born between the years of 1997 and 2002. So the prequels couldn't have come out at a better time for me because um, 
it was my dark time. I was married to their father, who was at the time, sorry, I'm already like, going to get emotional. Um, he was going through a bad stage in his life. He was uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol, and that really changed him. He was violent in every way you can imagine. And um, the prequels really sucked me back into Star Wars, where it was my escape. And having Shmi there and realizing how selfless she was and how that was a protective mechanism. And I had to kind of harness that. And Padme is very close to me because that moment on Mustafar, people look at the way George wrote her and just kind of wrote her off and see, I don't see that. It takes so much strength for someone in a destructive relationship to know when to walk away, to not just settle and stay and take it. And he wasn't even at that point because I've been through abuse. I've been through it verbally. I've been through it physically. I've seen my kids be physically abused. They've seen me. At early ages, you're talking ages of four through the age of nine, they know. Um, so the prequel saved me in a lot of ways. Panama will be my heart forever because she did something that a lot of women just can't do. And that is just that I'm done. I'm walking away. I, I can't follow this. You know, and granted, yes, she maybe didn't have the outcome that I wanted, but hope survived. And that was exactly what, you know, I had to do. I mean, I had to, you know, take my kids, leave that relationship, start anew. I mean, we were evicted, we had no home. I was on every, you name it, anything I can get my hands on, welfare, whatever, because I was a mother of three young kids. You know, we lived in a very terrible part of, town but I where was I going to go I was on assistance and we had no cable so my kids guess what they watched Star Wars Star Wars Star Wars that, that's all we did so when the, when the Clone Wars came out that was huge I took them to the midnight matinee and Ahsoka was the lifesaver was the lifeline for my kids. They grew up with her. Ahsoka is very close to me now, too, because I look at her like one of my kids. My kids grew up along with her. Had it not been for that show, my kids probably wouldn't be who they are today. I, and I, I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, I was able to take my son at the age of eight to celebration um, back in 2010, and he got a once-in-a-lifetime chance to spend 10 minutes with Dave Filoni. And my son still remembers that because he goes, Mom, I may have had to wait 12 years, but I'm getting everything I asked him for. You know, just so Star Wars is very close in my home because when they look at Padme and Mustafar, they see me. And that's that's till this day is very hard to watch and for them not to, you know, have those moments come back to them, especially the oldest. You know, I mean to see a fear in your child's eyes at the parent that's supposed to protect them, you're not supposed to see that. So, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is one of those things that just really resonates deeply because people don't give Padme enough credit. She saw where the light was and she followed it, regardless of how hard it was, because she was a fighter through and through. And she walked away from the one person that she fought so hard for the way he was living. She fought furiously for trafficking, against trafficking and against slavery because she met him, because she met Shmi. So to realize that and to see how she had to walk away from that, that 
destroyed her heart. It's just, it's just, yeah. So Star Wars is definitely deep within my family. Thank goodness for Ahsoka. Thank goodness for Padme, Shmi. And you know what? Even Hera, because once Rebels came out, Hera taught me that she gave me the tools in a sense, to raise my young adolescent kids, give them the, the tools to make them make their own decisions, let them make their, their mistakes, it's okay, but let them learn from it. Don't do it for them, but give them those tools so they can achieve. And yeah, all those shows are just, if you haven't watched them, you need to watch them and let your kids watch them. They're just all full of lessons, life lessons, and very big and important ones to help them become good young adults. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, no, no. And you don't need to apologize for anything. I mean, I've said this before, but man, I love Rebels. And I've learned to love Rebels so much more in these past few years, uh, specifically because of Kanan and, and Hera. And I'm so grateful to those characters and the writers who who wrote them and the actors who voiced them and played them. Because those two characters taught me how to be a parent before I was even a parent, before I was allowed to, you know, when that show came out, I wasn't allowed to be married. I mean, Tom and I were together and we had our lives set up, but we weren't allowed to be married. The idea of having kids was just a pipe dream. I knew that I was never going to do surrogacy or, or any of that. That just, that wasn't, that wasn't my calling. And I always wanted to adopt and just never thought I'd be able to. And those characters gave a found family story something that is so honest, which I know I said that about The Mandalorian, but this show too. I mean, we we have three boys. And like I said during The Mandalorian, when I was mentioning The Mandalorian, like no one in our family shares any DNA. None of us do. But we're a family just the same. We look just like everybody else's family. And and the way my boys interact, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And I'm so thankful to Hera and Kanan for teaching me that my boys all came at different times and came from different backgrounds and have different stories. And even when some of those stories share a lot of similarities they're still different but that show really taught me how to let my boys be my boys and that our family can grow grow around all of our different selves and all of our different personalities like we aren't all shaped the same and because we came from different spots we became stronger it isn't just the berry way became all of us together it wasn't us putting it on our three children. Um, and I'm, I'm just really grateful for that opportunity. And also, I mean, really thank you for, for sharing your story. I know that's hard. And, um, I grew up in a house similar to what it sounds like you were in and your kids had to grow up in for at least a while. And, um, I know that must've been really, really hard. I wish my mother had the same strength that you did. I had to watch my father beat my mother and not only my father beat my mother, but had to watch my brother beat my mother as well. And I have still moments now that I just feel like my mother didn't love me enough. 
and I know it would be hard, but she didn't love me enough to get away and I had to stay there and I had to wait until I was old enough to get away and I did get away and I've never looked back. But I wish my mother had the same strength that you did, the courage that you did to do for your kids. I really, really wish I had that and I hope to be able to give that to my boys. If I can, I don't think it was about how much she loved you. It's a it's a it's a battered person's thought process is this is what I know, but I don't know if I leave what's it's that fear of the unknown. That's what's holding them into that predicament. So I understand that not because being afraid, what do I do then? This is my life source, even though it's abusive. This is my life source. This is how our bills are paid. This is how I can provide. So I understand why people in those situations stay. And I don't think it has anything to do with how much they love those in the household. I think it's that fear of the unknown, especially in third world countries. That's huge. It is that fear of the unknown of what's on the other side. But I'm sorry. And when I do get to meet you, in person, I'm going to hug you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. You don't need to apologize. Um, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. And, and I like your perspective so much better. And all of that is very true. And I should be more aware of that. But thank you. Kerwin, do you have a Star Wars story? I do. Um, not because of the things he did right. But it's just lessons learned for me. The more I study Anakin's story the more I come to realize that it was not all of his fault. Um, He was disappointed along the way. And it started from a very early age when he was nine years old. I don't know if he was born into slavery, but when we met him, he was a slave, he and his mom. And um, his mother made a, a, a big sacrifice, her only child. She wanted the best for him. And she felt that her son had a gift and Qui-Gon knew of this gift. She trusted Qui-Gon to take her son and give him a better life. So that was a big decision for a mother to make, to let her only son go. Now, Anakin was only nine years old. And, you know, he's just one year younger than my oldest son. And I can't imagine being in a situation where I could let my son go to anyone, not knowing if I'll ever see him again, um, what his well-being going to be, who's he going to be with. Um, but that little boy, he may not have known exactly what he was getting himself into, but he was excited to go. And um, he just gave the, his mother that last last look right before he took off in the excuse me, but he took off in his um, Qui-Gon ship and they didn't know if they were ever going to see each other again. And when Anakin, uh, you know, now became a part of the the Jedi uh, and following their codes and and order, it's very strict. Um, And it would seem very unfair for, for what the Jedi had planned for him, you know, that Relationships were not a part of the Jedi Order. Um, he needed to forego any relationships in order to study and understand the Jedi Code. I thought that was very unfair, but that, that's the way it was. 
um, when Keith and I would talk about that moment, you know, we would joke, you mean they couldn't even bring Shmi to Curacao and put her up in a nice hotel and just have her see her son just for a weekend? <laughs> you know what I mean? The Jedi could afford it, you know, put her, put her up in a nice hotel in Curacao. Um, but that wasn't meant to be. And I believe that when Anakin became a part of the, the Jedi, they wanted him to be the Jedi they wanted him to be rather than allowing Anakin to be his own person. And to me, that's not much different than being a slave. So he really left from being in slavery and being in bondage with the Jedi because he couldn't be who he wanted to be. He couldn't love who he wanted to love. Um, and he needed that father figure, which he didn't get. Qui-Gon may have been that person for him, but unfortunately that was not the case. And I think Palpatine stepped in and wanted to be a figure and took advantage of Anakin. And then that started his downfall. So my life lesson is I don't want my children to be me. I want them to be who they want to be. I want them to be happy with the decisions they make. I am there just to guide them and to advise them. And they're going to make mistakes. And if they need to talk about it or cry about it, they can come to me and they can know from me that mistakes are important. And it's a part of your growth. Uh, so don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, take risks. And the worst that can happen is you get no, or you get a door closed but you just keep going. So that's what I get out of the Anakin story. Um, and then as he became an adult and he became a father, he didn't know what fatherhood was because he didn't have that father figure. And he had that relationship with his son, but he just had no idea how to go about finding that relationship. Luke uh, really had to reach out to him and help him and understand who his father was and understand that yes, he made mistakes, but I still love you. And I, I, I still believe in you that you would do the right thing. I think maybe had Anakin might've had a, a earlier relationship with Luke, maybe things may have been different, you know, but I don't know, but that's the lesson I take out of it. I, I love my boys. I want them to be happy. I want them to, it's not about pleasing me. It's not about pleasing their mother. It's just, having them have a happy life and having to be proud of their accomplishment. Thank you so much. I, I mean, all of you just thank you so much. I don't even know what to say. This is just already so amazing. Des, how about you? Do you have a, uh, a star Wars story that you can share with us? First of all, I just have to say I am overwhelmed by the, the group of you. Um, I, I, I truly have to say um, I'm just, just hearing just the, what the few of you already have had to say. Um, and, um, Kieran, um, just, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to get through this. Um, I was pretty much composed until you started talking and something you said about Anakin. And so I, if I had to say anything with star Wars with me is I have to kind of balance my role of parenting, like the force, there is a light side and then there's a dark side. And I had totally forgot about Anakin until, Karen, you mentioned it. And 
um, my background is kind of a lot like Anakin in a way. Um, I grew up in the church. Um, I'm the child of two pastors, um, so I didn't have the uh, opportunity to run from one to have a safe place from the other. No, you got it from both. And so growing up in the church, it was a very black and white type of world. And so, and through the church, uh, my talents were, were, were noted. And because of my talents, I got to travel the world. And so, um, but Anakin is more of my dark side. Um, I have two kids. Um, I have almost an 18 year old who I have not visibly seen or audibly spoken to in almost, oh shit, I missed a day. Um, Thursday was six years that we have had a chance to be with each other. And it is really hard. And my oldest is a product of divorce. And I met my wife through the church. Uh, we had um, goals and aspirations of being a pastor, just like my parents were. Um, and so, but as things went through, um, the marriage just got really, really bad to the point where, you know, later on, we didn't think we could have kids and we did. And so it was still always very contentious. Um, and just my oldest was just a miracle in itself. <laughs> And so that was just a life-changing moment, you know, just being a parent, first of all. I mean, just, you know, even imagine just when Vader found, now he's turned into Vader now, okay? So I've even, you know, Anakin went through a transformation, as if I as well, um, after my divorce. And so you've already baggage, you know, you're saddled with the, the baggage of divorce as well. If you've, you know, I, 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 I can't think of how many, talk about Shmi in a way. Um, you know, you're having to just, you know, hope for the best with your kids. And so, um, you know, going through a divorce, having just give so much and give so much to make sure that your kid had one world. I bent over backwards, you know, how Shmi just endured slavery just to make sure that she was okay with her kid. Um, you know, and but it got to the point where, you know, I had to end the marriage and it was just very brutal. And, you know, there was always as much as there's tried to be that common bond, there was always that. And so my child was that, um, you know, my oldest was just this byproduct of this underlying, just, just something was there. Um, and part through the end, as I talked about a transformation, I finally realized a point where through where I finally just. I was able to come out to my wife and to say, this is me. This is, I'm realizing this is who I always was. It puts all the pieces together. I'm trans. And, and just, first of all, just having to deal with it on so many levels of just, you know, I just can't imagine if just Anakin, the whole Vader thing knew that mom and maybe even Padme, you know, what if he had all that knowledge as all this was happening? I've had this knowledge while it was happening in this transformation where you know, first of all, having to wonder if I was going to survive my marriage. I'm one of the few that have. And so, um, you know, and it was always hard. I'm one of the people, the one of the people I could never tell. You know, Anakin had to hide his relationship with Padme. You know, I had to hide the fact of who I was because I didn't know how to tell my oldest because my ex would just, it would, it would just, it'd just be on, on another level. <laughs> 
um, you know, just having to deal with the fact of one being a parent, one being trans, how to deal with trans while being married, how to figure out a trans while being a parent, and fourth, how to be trans while still being very, very, very much involved in the church. And so there's just four parallel running things. And think about Anakin had the pressure of, you know, just with Padme going on and with, you know, dealing with mom um, before she died and having to have the face, the Jedi order, which is a religion in itself. You're right, Nick, you know, it's, it should be treated as if as a religion because it's truly, that's what it's founded in and how the Jedi make things very black and white. And so I had to face up against that world and I knew what I was going to deal with when I had to face my co-parent because that's the world that we just, all we knew. All we knew was the way that the church looked at things. You know, I was brought up to talk that people like me <laughs> or Brian, people like you, yeah, didn't deserve to have kids, you know, and having to deal with that transformation of seeing, you know, like I feel like I'm Anakin forwards and reverse in a way, you know, because um, I look at it now after coming out where my oldest had to find out because I was outed. My oldest was used as a shield and I was outed. And that moment of trauma and having to figure out, I mean, you can see why Anakin sometimes went ape shit. I mean, think about even my own daughter. And so, but, you know, throughout all of this, you know, it's like I look at Vader to the point where later on where I'm looking for forgiveness. I could have did things better, but because the way things were so contentious at the fact of how I was outed, and I just can't even just imagine what's going through the mind of my oldest. But, you know, I just think about, Carolyn, you said, you know, it's not Anakin's fault. Um, you know, like part of it, as I feel that's, you know, like in my own life, that's how it is. You know, this is not totally my fault. You know, especially being trans is not my fault. And I had a conversation recently with uh, my co-parent and something really, really, really bad was going on. And I just can't go into details. But blah, blah, blah point was, I wish you could have gone slower. And man, slap in the face right there, realization hit where this is sometimes a narrative we face. You know, the Jedi sometimes faced a bad rap. You know, look at the um, look at the part with Ahsoka in season seven where the, the, Mar the Martez sisters, they looked at the Jedi from the bad perspective. And so, you know, having to deal with this whole black, white, everything, different size. I mean, eventually uh, I left the church. And so where with my oldest, I've had the church to talk about. And I've totally walked away from that where I have now a nine-year-old who for the first few years, but now being brought up void of all of that and talk about just, just, just not having to just wade through a whole layer of just sift through things just to get to the reality of life. Um, but Star Wars has been that connection. And, but I go back to think of the light side of my parenting. I just think about how just that unconditional love that Leia had, she knew what Ben was doing. She knew the torment Ben had. Okay. I think about the torment my oldest going through, but you know what? I have never lost fact of the fact that I love my oldest more than anything. My love for her is what has kept me going. You know, look how sad Anakin was when he realized he thought, you know, where's Padme? You know, didn't even know that the kids or anything like that. And so, but go back to my youngest. It's like, you just have to hope for the best with your kids. And with my two, you know, um, you know, when I came out to my parents, I got the, well, let me put my pastor hat on. That's what I got, you know, and, and it's just seeing how, you know, like, where was that unconditional love? That's what Leia had. 
Leia had that unconditional love, knowing that she knew what was going on. She knew what Ben was doing. She knew. But yet she didn't stop loving. And I even think about my oldest. You know, I, I made a comment to my dad years ago. And this is how, you know, sometime as a parent, and I'm trying to think about, um, you know, you learn sometimes what not to do from the previous generation and how you try to stop the trauma from year to year. And, you know, I was just diagnosed with PTSD and, you know, trying to wrap my head around that and how, you know, sometimes I'm glad that, you know, Luke and Leia were separated from Anakin at a time because you know, Anakin was going through some shit. In fact, of, you know, what was their, what would their lives be like just to be under that pressure of just that trauma that what Anakin was going through? And so you just sometimes just say, you know what, you just want your kids happy no matter what they're doing. You know, Ben, don't go you know, killing too many people out there, but I still, I still love you and I still want the best for you. And so it's that light and dark that I look at Star Wars and go, how can I just take some of these lessons? And you know what? I learn more from you people because I love how, how just one of the things I've enjoyed about being a part of this community is the perspective that all of you have. And I have never seen things through Star Wars the way I have since I've talked to the group of you and through the years, like Brian in our conversations and am listening to you and, you know, even, even Maria and talking about things. And so it is just amazing how community and how you can finally, you know, have your connections with different people and talk about all the different characters that mean to them and why. And it's neat how you can use that as an example to start putting pieces together. So um, it is just, I'm grateful for Star Wars and more than anything, I am truly grateful for this community. Thank you, Des. Um, honestly, the community, this this community, all of you here, I just, like, all of it, I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative that something as great as Star Wars can also bring this. You know, I, I've i said it many times. I'm not into the pew-pew-pews. Sure, that's fun every once in a blue moon to talk about because pew-pew-pews are fun. But these conversations... This is where it's really at. This is what makes Star Wars Star Wars. I probably say it all the time, so if you're a regular listener, here you go. You're going to hear it again. Um, but this is where it's at. So thank you to all of you for getting beyond the pew-pew-pews with me today and and every day. And thank you for sharing all these stories. It's, it's a lot. You hit the nail on the head, Des. It's all about perspective, and it's all about community. And we're in a world right now that I I love what social media could bring. It could bring so many people together like this. It does bring a lot of people together, but it also pushes so many people away. It pushes so many people away from one another. It, it drives certain kinds of people together and that would normally wouldn't get together. And their small voice feels like many which can be both good and bad. I mean, just being a queer person on the internet, you know, right now, all of this don't say gay stuff. It's all out there. And you post one thing on Twitter and my God, I have to deal with so many homophobes coming up into my house and their comments. I'm sure all of you do. This is nothing new. This isn't specific to me, but it's just, it's important to have these conversations and I'm so glad that Star Wars is something that allows these conversations to live in. And and I'm thankful that everyone's been able to 
share their perspectives through stars. I think it's a really, really powerful tool. And I'm just really proud of what we're doing here. And um, I hope people are proud to be listening and, and, and thankful to all of you for talking about what you are. You know, if this is going to be really, really selfish. If this podcast ever does one thing, for any one person, I really hope that maybe this show and Tom and I sharing our stories and Emma sharing her story as a parent and all of you here now will maybe inspire a queer person to become a parent someday um, and adopt a child because there's a lot of kids out there who who need a loving home. And I really, really believe that queer parents make and can make excellent, excellent parents. I no tea, no shade to anyone else. I please take this with the spirit in which in 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 which it's intended. We as queer people have been through so much garbage and continue to deal with garbage day in, day out. If there's any one group of person that understands community understands sharing differences understands the need for endless support it's us we are nothing without our community so many of us i mean there's so much found family in the queer community because so much of us lose everyone around us even if it's not our immediate family we come out we lose all of our closest friends and we're sometimes later in life and left with nothing and no one and we have to go out and search for for our community we look like everyone and we look like you know and and sometimes it's hard sometimes it's hard to be out there and be queer and find our community because it's not always safe and i think all of those trials and all those tribulations can make us really really great parents i mean i look at leah and i think of her background and everything that she went through the stories that she knew of other people of padme and using that that community and that pain from other people to move others forward and i i i really believe the the queer community is really really great at following that idea and pushing it forward and um, for me, that is a really, really wonderful spirit to inject in our kids and inject into the future because it's what's going to make the world <laughs> make the world a rainbow. I don't know. Um, yeah, but thank you so much. Nick, how about you? Wow. Um, first of all, I do want to say a couple things before I get to my star Wars nonsense, I'm so honored to be in the presence of these people and to hear these stories. Like I can't be, I'm not worthy to sit with this group of people and tell my story because I'm so moved. I'm, it's so powerful to hear what you have all been through, to hear how you're coming out the other side of that. You're continuing to deal with that, which is a story and a testimony in and of itself. Two things that I thought of right off the bat. Um, 
this group of people, these stories that you're telling and the reason Star Wars resonates is because of that word story. We love Star Wars because it is a story. And that's where the power in Star Wars has always been in telling a story. It's, you know, it has characters, it has settings, it has cool shit like lightsabers, but it's the story at the core of it that drives it. And that's what this group of people is. These are stories. These are real stories of real people dealing with trauma, dealing with redemption and seeking out. The other thing that I highlighted and wrote down on my paper as I take notes, because I do that, is hope. Star Wars has always been hope. And that's what I'm also hearing with this group of people and hearing you all tell your stories is there are stories of hope. There are stories of dealing with trauma coming through the other side. And even when you're still dealing with it, you're still pursuing that hope and you're not giving up on it. You know, we see so many different times in star Wars when there's darkness and then we look for the light on the other side and we continue to push forward. And whether that means marital trauma, whether that means being traumatized by the church, which I could spend way too much time talking about, like, you're coming through those things and that hope is inspiring for parents, for, you know, individuals, for people with stories, whether you're queer, whether you're straight, whatever your situation and where you came from, that is a powerful story that you are telling with your life and you're inspiring and showing hope to people like me, like the people that are going to listen to this podcast and be able to hear and take something from that. I'm just watching all of our faces as we're listening to everybody tell their stories I'm seeing people perk up and I'm seeing people nod and I'm seeing us respond to the moments where it hit us. And it makes me think even when you sent us the questions ahead of time, Brian, you know, this is what we're going to try and talk about. And we start out talking about our Star Wars parents and who, you know, guides us and whatever. And my answer has changed three times just listening to the stuff y'all have said, because I'm reminded of other parts of my story and being able to grow and be affected by your stories. And that's truly, truly powerful. And I can't be more grateful for that. Um, that being said, for me as a, as a parent, as a parent of four daughters, um, and how Star Wars and where that fits, it started out in a couple of different ways. It's an evolving thing, which parenting absolutely is who my Star Wars parent role model was when I first became a parent is not who it is now. It started out, it was Han Solo, and this is going to sound really dumb, but Han Solo's the wing it guy. And when I became a parent, you know, we planned to have kids. It was a part of the deal. We were some of the first of our friends to have kids. My twin girls, who are going to be 14 in May, were born super premature. They weighed 113 and 25 when they were born. They were born at 27 weeks. They spent time in the NICU. Like, we had no idea what the hell was going on. We had never been parents before. None of our friends were parents. We had our parents, but it was different. And so we just went with, we're going to figure it out. We're going to be okay. And so one of my favorite Han Solo lines is simple tricks and nonsense. And that's where I started out as a parent. Like we're going to figure it out. Part of that kind of parenting is intuitive. You give them what they need. If they cry, feed it. If they need to sleep, you take a nap. Like you do those things. You try to figure it out along the way. And so then when my other friends started having kids and they're like, what are we supposed to do? I can't tell you what to do because what works for me isn't going to work for you. That's not how parenting is. Like there's no one size fits all it's gut, it's instinct. You do the basics, you do the things you need to do and you keep rolling and you keep going. So that's where it started out, but where it became now after we had two more and you know, I've got two teenagers, I've got an almost 10 year old and an almost six year old. It's Kane and Jarrus. Kane and Jarrus is my star Wars dad and is the dad that I feel like I am because 
he's always going to show up and deliver for the kids. Even when they screw up, and we see it so many times in Rebels, where he sighs, and he's like, I can't believe you did that. But the next thing he does is he snaps that lightsaber together, and he steps out in front of them to protect them, to show them what needs to be done, to get the job done. And I know, Brian, you and I have talked about this. I talked about it last week for a Rebels Remembered show. There is not a better example of healthy parenting in Star Wars than Kanan and Hera and the relationship that they have, even the two of them together, when, you know, they roll their eyes at each other and she goes, you think that was a good idea? Yeah. Just like all the other times it didn't work like, and they, but they still show up for each other. So they still do what they're supposed to do. So for me at this stage in my life, it's Kanan. It's Kanan going, you know, my kids are going to mess up. I love that. We talked about how we should expect our kids to mess up. We should tell them it's okay for them to mess up and love them through it anyhow. My kids do dumb stuff every day, and I grumble about it because I'm a grouchy old man, but I also go, all right, you spilled that thing, and I can't believe you did that, but let's go clean it up, says the guy who dumped coffee on his keyboard 20 minutes ago. Um, but he shows up from the very beginning to the very end, and to that Jedi Knight episode when he stands between the fire and his people, like he always showed up and that's what I want to continue to do for my family is I want to show up. Um, and I can't believe that I get to beat Becca to this, but the other big overarching part of this for me as a parent and when it comes to star Wars is they, we are what they grow beyond that line in the last Jedi wrecks me every single time because I want my kids to be better than me. I want my kids to grow beyond me. I want my kids to, and I want to be able to do what I can to help get them there but I'm not going to be able to do all of it, but I'm going to try my damnedest to get there. We want them better so that they can uh, put us up when we get old. So we... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. Remember me somewhere along the line. Please remember, please remember all of our children. Remember what we are doing for you now. So you can do it for us again later. <laughs> all right, Maria. Um, first, thank you. This was Maria's idea. And um, thank you for bringing it to me. Thank you for trusting me with such a great idea. Um, I hope this is how you wanted it to turn out. <laughs> but uh, what's what's your Star Wars story, my dear friend? Hey, how are you? I just want to say that I, I knew that this discussion would be hot fire. I just knew that it would be. I didn't know who would be in the room, but I knew that this was a conversation that so many Star Wars fans need to hear and that needed to happen, right? And it all kind of started out of, you know, my stepson and and what he's going through right now and trying to understand um, what his sexual identity and gender identity is going to be. And I told him like, hey, we don't need to decide that right now. Like you're 11. It's okay. Like, well, we'll get there. It's a journey. Right. And I knew that this kind of conversation needed to take place. And this is what I meant uh, two years ago when I said the future of star Wars podcasting is not sitting here talking about this action figure. That's done. It's been done. It's a wrap, sweetie. It's a wrap. If that's all you've got to talk about is uh, what you saw at Galaxy's Edge, the lightsaber that you got from Hasbro, the, the action figure on your desk, 
it's over. It's a wrap. That stuff is done. That was 10 years ago, sweetheart. This is the future of Star Wars right here. It's taking what we learned from it and applying it in the real world, right? This is this is it. This is now. Like this is what's happening. And and I'm so grateful to everyone who shared their story. Becca, I, I never like spent time with you before, but I just want to say I love you and I connect with you so much. And I hope that I'll see some of you at celebration. I can't wait to hug you and kiss you and and just let you know how much you mean to me. Uh, because I've I've been listening to Star Wars podcasts for years, right? And I've never felt the the connection, right? We're locked into each other. I can call Kerwin and ask for a favor. I can call Brian and I can ask him, you know, can we put together like a pink note junior for the kids? You know, I, I can ask those things, you know what I mean? And create a safe space for not only me, but my children, right? Because we're here, right? And because we're here, we can protect them, right? And we can give them a space, right? Because that's what it's about. It's about passing it on generationally, right? That's the story of Star Wars is we're passing something along to the next generation. You know what I mean? Can we build a sister's junior? Can we build a, uh, you know, and I, me and Brian have had these internal conversations where off mic, we've talked about building a diversity uh, coalition of Star Wars podcasts where we're all linked into this thing because it's bigger than us, right? You know, and, and setting up a brand so that everybody knows who we are. Right. And they know this is the network of Star Wars to be a part of because you're going to be accepted no matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like. It's not about that. You know, and so that's something that I've been talking to Brian about for a long time is how can we grow? You know what I mean? And continue to be that flagship for the community because we're out there. Whether they want to know who we are or not, we're here, baby. And this is the future. This is it. You know, and this is the Star Wars uh, fandom that I've been waiting for, that revolution, because for so long, no shade, like any, like Brian had said before, no shade, but listen, I love you too, baby. Mm, I mean, love you. And um, this is what I've been waiting for, is like people that look like me on the podcast talking about what's going on. You need a hug and kiss right now? You do? Okay, let's do it. Mm. I love you so much. Yeah, you're my girl. Mm. And, you know, I think that's important that people see that Star Wars fandom is across uh, gender lines. It's across color lines. Look, it, it just, it grows and it goes wherever it feels like going. And I just, I knew that this conversation would be hot fire and I knew that we just had to do it. I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew that the Barbara Walters of Star Wars podcasting would have my back and and generate some dope questions because I'm like, I'm the idea person. You know what I mean? I I don't always execute really well. (laughs) I'm sure if you've heard sisters, you know that, (laughs) but you know, but I can come up with these ideas, right? And I have this big imagination that I can see where we should go. You know, I have that vision, right? And I'm like, how do we take this and actually make this a reality? Um, So I'm really happy to have met all of you and thank you so much for sharing your stories. Um, For me, very briefly, I'm going to talk about myself. Um, my, My mother was not the best mother. She wasn't ready to be a mother. She wasn't prepared to be a mother. She had children because it was the thing that she was told to do by the church. Women have children. That's what you do, right? She had a limited education. She was very much a shmi 
but she didn't have that kindness internally, right? She was very distant from us, you know, and it wasn't her fault. That's all she knew, right? She was a a young girl from uh, Maysville, Kentucky, uh, who dropped out of high school in eighth grade, had a limited reading capability. Uh, You know, she was a housekeeper. I'm the housekeeper's daughter. You know what I mean? That's, That's who I am. You know, so I can't be mad at her anymore. You know, I've learned to let go of that anger because it's it's a bruise that festers inside of me now. If I continue to hold on to the anger, the resentment, uh, why weren't you there for me? Why didn't you love me? Why why didn't you support me? Because she couldn't support herself. She couldn't take care of her own self. How's she going to take care of me? She didn't have what she needed to have. She wasn't prepared. And then she went through a divorce, right? You know, and that was tough for both parties. Whoever dealt it, smelt it, not important at this point, right? We're grown up, so we're here now, you know, and I've kind of learned to let go of that uh, woe is me mentality. You know, my parents divorced. I have this tragic backstory, but it's about what am I going to do today with what I have that's in front of me, right? That stuff's behind me. There's only so much I can do about it. You know, and and I'm in Ahsoka, right? The people that I loved and trusted in my life weren't there for me, right? So here I am, I'm making a new way, right? I'm making a brand new path for my children. I know you want a hug and kiss. Come over here, we'll get another hug and kiss. Mm. Okay, you need a hug? Okay, well, we'll get you one big hug. How about that? We're never too busy for a hug. I love you. And, you know, so growing up in that environment. Huh? His arm is this. Oh, it's your arm. And it's a beautiful arm. And his arm is this. It's my arm. Hey. It is. Listen, I want to talk to friends. Can you give me a second? No. No. And his arm is daddy's. It's downstairs if you want to go look at it. So. With all of the things that I know, you know, I have to build this new path, right? It's up to me. So with everything that I know, I didn't think I would be able to be a parent, right? Because I was someone who had substance abuse issues, right? And I figured for the longest time that that was the price, right, of what I had done, is that I wouldn't be able to be a parent, right? And so I kind of let that dream die. And uh, eventually... We went into uh, in vitro, right? And I was able to get pregnant. And the first, the first baby died. Um, Anakin died. Um, and it was, I know you will, baby, because you're my daughter. I know you don't do it by yourself. I already know that. So Anakin died, you know, but that was hard to get through. And during that process, you know, I learned a lot about like loving people through what's going on, you know, and, and I gave up and I came back to it. Right. And we finally did get pregnant. Right. And I told Ashley Exxon, if we have a baby, it's going to be Ahsoka. We're going to name it Ahsoka. And she's like, okay, well come back when you're pregnant, (laughs) you know, and on all those hormones and stuff, it's really hard um, for those of you who haven't uh, experienced that. Um, And every step of the way, I'm thinking like, am I going to pad me out? Am I going to lose this baby? Because not only am I... um, Hey, Mommy? Yes, ma'am. I can't hear this one. That's because it's not on. Where's the Dory? 
I'm here this way. Okay. Um, so through the whole journey, I'm sitting there scared, not knowing what's going to happen. And more importantly, um, I'm a black woman, you know, and I've whole, whole, yes, hi. I've heard all the horror stories, you know, of what happens and how you can have your baby taken from you or not get the best quality treatment because of who you are and what you look like. Yeah, I know you can. And it was scary, but I did it, you know, and I'm getting ready to go in and have my C-section now. I'm pregnant with my daughter. And I looked at my husband and I said, if if I pad me out, you take this baby and you get out of here. Because I know that that's a reality. That could happen. I see it. Wow. And um, she went immediately into the NICU. She was like almost 11 pounds, huge baby. And we just couldn't get her fed, couldn't get enough food to her. Um, and she spent maybe two, three days in the NICU and finally came home with us. But I was riddled with fear the entire time, you know, and it's exhausting. You shouldn't be worried about all that. But I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And no one's really talking to me. They talk around you. You know, we're going to sedate the patient. We're going to do this. We're going to give you an epidural. I'm like, hey, I don't know who y'all are talking to, but I'm going to vomit. Oh, you can't vomit. You haven't eaten. I'm like, ma'am, do you have something to catch this with? You know, and I just vomited all over her face. Because I I was in, like, I was in constant fear. Let me stop and, talking. Okay. And I'm going to talk to your friends. Okay, what do you want to say to the friends? Um, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> She's always got a lot to say. So it was just, it was a really scary yeah. thing to give birth. And to give birth without the presence of a mother, right? That's very difficult. And during that time, you really need that uh, connection to someone who's been there, done that, got the t-shirt, who can tell you you're going to be okay. And well, I asked you what you wanted to say and you said it. I'm telling them about when you were born. And so it was, it was difficult to get through without a mother figure. Um, without someone to guide the way, but I'm learning every day as I go. And I'm a Leah, you know, I'm the leader on the job. I'm the leader at home. Hi, Hi, honey. You know, I've got so much that I have to do. Like I'm always busy and it's not always even my choice. Like there are some times when you, you have to stand up for what you believe in. Right. And I want my children to know that that's important too, right? So yeah, I've got a lot of commitments, but at the same time, they're not commitments for the sake of commitments. They're not just silly book clubs. Like th- what we're doing matters, right? It's intentional and it's uh, something that we can be proud of in the future and say, yes, I was on the right side of history. So, you know, I have a lot to do. I have a lot of responsibilities. I'm the leader at work. I have a whole lot to do here. I've got sisters, you know, I've got uh, charities and fundraisers that we're trying to do constantly at sisters, you know, and, and then I've got my own professional development. I want to grow professionally as well, you know, so it's, it's a lot to do. And I just, I relate to Leah so much. Like she's, she's got so much going on all the time. You know, when does she have fun? You know, (laughs) Like, cause she's, she's always in the thick of it. There's always a meeting. There's always somebody to talk to. There's always another battle to fight, another cause that we have to rally against. You know what I mean? 
There's so much that has to be done. So I just, God bless Leah. God bless her. She was robbed of so much, like having fun, like getting that moment to relax is so valuable to me now. Like just having that moment when I can sit down and I don't have to constantly be the star of the show or the leader. Uh, You know, it's just so important to me now to have that moment where I can, last night I was, I was out of battery. I was just done. I'm like, okay, everybody, I'm sorry. If I let you down, I have to recharge. I was completely out. I just, I had nothing more to give. Right. And I have to be able to recharge so that I can give to the show, to work, to my kids, to my family, to my friends, you know, but if I don't recharge and take care of me, how do I do that? You know, so there are times when I have to I have to turn it off and say, okay, everybody, all right, I'm gonna need 24 hours and whatever it is, I'll get back to it then. But I just I think about where did that come from. You know what I mean? Because that's a way for me to teach my daughter a life lesson without having to pick up any book. You know, I can just show her the TV show and she'll get it from there. You know what I mean? So I, I try to emulate that as much as I can. You know, when I was changing my name because I got rid of my mom, like all of the things that were associated with her so that I could move forward in my life. That was my way of letting go. I picked a middle name. I said, you know what? I'm going to pick Ashla because that's the light side of the force. That's George's name. And it's it's a goal to strive for. It's not to say that I'm perfect, but it's to say that that's a goal that I'm striving for, to be the light side of the force for as many people as I can be. Yes, ma'am. I see you. Oh, I see you all the time, ma'am. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way around you. Nope, sure ain't. Everybody see you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, this conversation has been so fantastic so far. I can't wait um, for the second half. But you're going to have to wait next week if you are listening right now because uh, we're going to split this up into two. So uh, for now... Where can people find all of you amazing people there on the Twitter land? If you have a show, talk about your show, do all those things. Emma, my dear, let's talk to you first. You can find me on Twitter at Hatsleya, H-U-T-T-S-L-E-I-A. Ship who you want. All ships are valid, especially <laughs> Dinkob. Yes! <laughs> Nick, how about you? Uh, you can find me on all social media spots at Will's Pod, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and from there, you can find the podcast stream. You can find the other things that I'm doing and the projects that I'm working on. My beautiful Des. Um, you can find the Star Wars version of me on Twitter at at looks Jedi to me. Um, my I just realized this account turned 15 years. Um, so my main Twitter account is at Whistler. Um, I love how many times they think I'm a ski resort in Vancouver and I'm not. <laughs> um, uh, my podcast, you can find um, us at at Sithy Minutes. And my co-host Andres, who is just, oh, I'm, I just, I don't think I could be ever envious, envious of a person's knowledge more as my co-host um, Andres. So he is the main um, voice behind the website, and he does a phenomenal job. Um, I also do some writing on occasion. Um, you can find me at DanaStinson.com, 
and um, essentially, you know, talk about life and evolution and just whatever's been going on in my life. So um, I've been trying to start writing a little bit more as I've been getting back into the musical performing world. So I've been trying yes. to writing about that. So um, those are, that's it. Becca. Well, for me personally, um, on all social media, um, you can find me at you are Angel B. Yeah, it's not your little how people try to pronounce it. It's you are Angel B. Um, if you're interested in any of the shows I do, uh, it's at Tarkin's Top Shelf all across social media and Castle Canada on Twitter. Then it's Canada's Castle all across the board on social media. And thanks for having me. This has been wonderful just to hear everyone else's stories, to know that. I'm not alone is a beautiful thing. So thank you all for being brave and sharing. And I think we need more of that. I think the sharing part is huge. We learn. And this is how we can teach everybody going forward to actually not attack because someone is different. You learn a lot through people sharing life stories. So this is this is huge. Thank you all for having me on. Appreciate 100%. 100%. Kerwin. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Father Son Galaxy. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel where we're always talking about Star Wars. Uh, we try to put out a new uh, recording every week. Uh, we also have a segment that we do with my youngest son, Maceo, called Storytime with Maceo, where we read a Star Wars story, a little golden book. Uh, so if you have any little kids, you can always gather them around and listen to Storytime. Um, but Brian, thank you so much. Maria, thank you for putting this together. I am so looking forward to part two. So thank you again. <laughs> Me too. Jason, my friend. Jason, Jason, where are you at? Uh, Gabe and I are uh, at blastpointspodcast.com. That's probably the easiest place to go. And we're, if you search Blast Points on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and all that stuff, we're all over there too. And I just got to say again, thank you to Brian. Thank you to everyone for this. This has just been so inspiring and so beautiful. I'm just, I'm honored to be here. So thank you all. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you to each and every one of you. My dear Maria, where are you at, my friend? Hey, everybody. Um, you can find Sisters at Sabres um, on Instagram at Sisters with Sabres and at Sabres with on Twitter. Um, you can find Ahsoka at a kid named Ahsoka on Instagram if you're really um, just that bored that you want to see finger painting or who knows what. Uh, you can check that out there. Um, more importantly than that, there's never been a better time to give to a quality Texas. If you have um, the means to do so, that is the uh, fundraiser and the nonprofit that we are supporting right now as Sisters with Sabres always does and always will be a vehicle for uh, charities, nonprofits, and humanitarian aid. Um, so I want to go ahead and put that out there. And, you know, you can always follow me at Blurred Girl Jedi on Twitter and Instagram if you're bored. Or love Eminem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll see some of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, everyone. Again, I really, really, really appreciate each and every one of you for um, sharing with us here. And uh, you can follow me and the show on TikTok, Twitter, and kind of Instagram at Serving Pink Milk. Um, trying the best to do uh, uh, the TikTokery over there. And don't forget to follow the show uh, live every Friday night at 930 Eastern for After Dark with myself, 
beautiful M, who you've gotten to know here, and our friends Mark and Chase. Again, everyone, thank you so much for this, and uh, thank you for listening, if you are listening, and uh, I guess we will see you uh, next week. Drink up, and we're back. Thank you so much, everyone. That was a really, really great conversation, and uh, this was only part one, so... Y'all don't know what you're getting with part two. I, I just, I appreciate everyone's openness and their honesty. I know that is not easy. So um, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're listening, please follow each and every one of these podcasts. If you don't already, shoot them a message. Um, if they helped open up something in you, if they made you think about something either as a parent or as a child, uh, please let them know and uh, send them some good vibes because talking like this to a bunch of strangers and to a lot of listeners that we don't know who's listening. It really is really, 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 really difficult to do these things. So I appreciate you and I applaud all of you for speaking so beautifully and uh, sharing that, sharing that with me and sharing that with all of you. Uh, Yeah, we've got another one coming up next week, just like this. We get into um, sexuality and some gender conversations about how what that might be like as parents a little more social media and what that is or is going to be like for us as parents it's a really great conversation it's not as star wars focused as this one but it's really really beautiful nonetheless like i said at the top of the show if you enjoyed this if you enjoy all the things that we do please leave us a review on apple itunes and spotify or really wherever you can leave us reviews but most of our listenership comes from those two spots so i appreciate it if you are new here because you came as a fan of one of the other shows uh check us out i hope you enjoy what we do i appreciate you let us let us know what you think come join us on a friday night in the steam room that's our live stream every friday at 9 30 eastern standard time uh, i can get thirsty in there though so it's not for kids but uh again everyone on this show thank you so much all of their links will be in the show notes below and uh you'll hear more from them next week so until then what do you say should we drink up i think so let's drink up